know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 myself Marucci, alongside the one the only mr bj armstrong bj how you doing real name no gimmicks yes no sir gimmicks. yes sir we've got great news yeah what you got what you got what you got to do the, the good people at meta have removed the imposter oh the, the person pretending to be me however that doesn't mean they can't make another account so if you do get any other messages and whatnot please tweet me or insta dm me and let me know but for now the streets are a little safer out there on the internet shout out to meta shout out to meta and speaking of meta you can uh follow hoop genius on instagram for the best bits of the That's podcast funny. yeah uh but yeah we, we could talk about some basketball here we're, we're taping this just for reference um just before the March Madness game tips off because we want to kick back and watch that game. Um, the women's game, fantastic to see so many people involved in the women's game. You know, we had your Iowa Hawkeyes going up yes. against LSU in a fantastic showdown. And Caitlin Clark, obviously the superstar that's broke out during this tournament. Now everyone in the world knows her name. Um, going up against Angel Reese. And uh, the social media have been having a conversation, BJ. Uh, okay. a, a lot of people on social media, I'm going to say a lot of older people. I don't want to say too much about the kind of people, but certain kind of people are criticizing Angel Reese for her uh, taunting, shall we say, of uh, Caitlin Clark. She was doing the uh, John Cena, you can't see me, and she was pointing to her fourth finger saying, give me my ring. And uh, I, I think it's great. I love a bit of trash talk. Everyone loves it when Steph Curry did it in the finals. Everyone loved it when Caitlin Clark, the adversary, did it in the game before. And now um, this young lady from LSU is doing it. People seem to have a problem, which I don't really like. BJ, did you see it? What do you think of it? You know, I, I'm just a, I'm just an observer, as I tell you. We all are. We all your are. Generation. Yeah, I'm just an, I'm just a casual observer of the game. You know, I, I as I told my kids. I'm in the backseat of this car now. I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I, I sports is always and always will be about competition. I've never played in a game Mo, where there hasn't been some type of trash talking, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's the game. Now, you know, when it happened, I didn't blink twice. But nope. I heard people talking about it. When, 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 when it happened, I loved it. I saw it. I yeah. was like, talk and, and, you just you won a national what? championship. Talking shit. You know what I mean? I don't know how you can be competitive and not talk. That's what you do. Like, is, is in our question? house. Yeah, in our house, you know, we, we play cards. As you know, Mo, every Friday night. Yes, sir. We have a card game going. And well, I, I well, don't come looking in our house because everyone's talking the, from the seven year old to my parents, her parents We're all. That's what you do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to assume that most people haven't had an opportunity to compete. That's why it's a conversation. Yeah, I, I think it's a bunch of people that never won nothing, never compete for nothing. And they got a problem. I also think. That there's a very serious racial undertone going on here because Caitlin Clark, who was obviously white, uh, everyone thought it was great when she did it. And Angel Reese, obviously a young African-American lady, uh, everyone seems to have a problem. So that's a whole nother issue going on, going on there. Um, 
But let's talk a, a little bit about the NBA before we get to your pick for the uh, March Madness game. I'm going to put you on the spot and when the list. Okay. In fact, we'll have that right now. Who you got winning the, the March Madness game? The men's final. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to say UConn. If you're just asking me, what, I haven't watched a lot this year. But if you're saying who I've seen and, you know, I watch most of the game just casually. I look like UConn. I would I would pick UConn if you had to put me on the spot. Okay. Okay. Um, it's interesting. San Diego, their, their odds were very unfavorable. They were like 70 to 1 to win this tournament. And somehow now they're in the... They're in the big dance. They're at the final. So uh, we're going to keep an eye and see what unfolds. We're excited to see that. And you guys will be able to hear in the morning. Um, but let's talk about the NBA. Okay. Let's talk about the NBA. Now, I've been saying for a while now that I got the Warriors coming out of the West. That did okay. waver slightly when Kevin Durant went to the Phoenix Suns, because I think if they can start gelling, then that's a serious problem. But the Warriors, I people think you can't flip the switch. I think that they've got everything they need to flip the switch, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But a big boost okay. to that is Andrew Wiggins is attending the Warriors game on Tuesday. The reason for Wiggins' leave of absence since mid-February is that his father, Mitchell Wiggins, has been dealing with a serious medical condition. So first of all, prayers go out to Mr. Wiggins' father and uh, the entire Wiggins family. But Andrew Wiggins attending the game means that at some point, surely we should see him playing. And he will be a big boost to this Warriors team because of his impact, especially on the defensive end in their run to the championship last season. Do you think that having missed so much time is going to be an issue fitting back in in terms of the basketball side of things? Or do you think he's going to fit in seamlessly and we're going to see the playoff Warriors that we saw last season? Well, you know, Mo, I, I, you know, I, I love listening to you know, the today's media, because we treat this like a video game. You say, do I think, well, I wish I would have found the secret to miss two and a half <laughs> months. I wish I would have found the formula to not have played and still be successful. I wish I would have found that. I, I wasn't fortunate enough to find a way to fit into a group or fit into a scenario where there's been a significant amount of time. Now it's unfortunately what's been reported, you know, that's what reported has happened. I don't know. Uh, However, to have missed two and a half months of time and to somehow just think that you're just going to return. There's about what, three or four games left in the season. Mm Mm-hmm that he's just going to flip on a switch. I'm back. And the video game is right back to where we're all referring to what they did just a year ago. I don't think he's played over 40 games this year. Right. I don't know how many he's played. Um, however, I, I think this is going to be tough. I, I, and when I say tough, it's understandable, right? He's been going through whatever he's been going through him and his family. And to just think suddenly now, okay, he's back. I'm just going to turn that off and I'm just going to come right in and just start playing at an all-star level. He was an all-star starter, right? If I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Mo, how that's going to work. I I just hope that he can contribute however he can, right? I mean, this this is the NBA and this is the playoffs, right? Yeah. This isn't like... 
coming back, you know, he's going to have a 15 or 20 game. You know, I always have a mark. I say, you know, it takes about 25 games for guys kind of feel their way through, build some type of team chemistry, so forth and so on. You're talking about three games now. And Mm -hmm. guys are playing probably at their peak level. At least you want to be playing at your peak level. So we'll see. Uh, I'm happy he's back on the team, whatever was going on. I want to be compassionate from that viewpoint. However, uh, I don't expect him to have the conditioning and all of the things. You can work out all you want. However, Mo, the physicality, recovery, the travel, sleeping, and all those things, it's tough. And then on top of it, you know, he's been dealing with the personal matter as well. That's clearly um, something that he needed to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So I, you know, I'm just I, I'm just happy that he's back and that he can contribute however he can. And I and I'm sure from the Warriors, you know, he's a he he they'll take it. I mean, they're gonna need him. And hopefully if they make a deep run in the playoffs, hopefully he'll be playing his best basketball at that time. But I think he's gonna need some time to get back and get the proper conditioning that's gonna be necessary to play and play at the level that we've come accustomed to now when we say Andrew Wiggins with the Golden State Warriors. Well, the Warriors are currently 41 and 38. Uh, they're 32 and 8 at home and 9 and 30 on the road. Um, do you think wow. that they are capable of, regardless of Andrew Wiggins, flipping that switch and eliminating their road demons when it gets to the postseason? I've never seen a team flip a switch. So no, I I I I'm not I'm not hopeful. However, I will say this about them. They're the best nine and what, what, what's the record? Nine, nine and 30, 30 the on the record? road. Yeah. Okay. They're the best nine and 30 team I think I've seen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They're nine and 30 and you keep thinking just maybe, you know? So, I mean, they had that game in hand early in the game against the, the Denver Nuggets, you know, minus Jokic. I might yeah. Add. No joker. Uh, but you know, they, they they are saying the right thing as far as their confidence. However, more you got to do it. So I don't think you can just flip a switch. But again, I will say it. It's all about the right matchup. Okay. And it, 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 it you need one to start a streak. Yeah. So you win one, you win two in a row, you win three in a row. And then all of a sudden everyone's saying, see, I t- told you. So, and they are very capable of winning a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're also very capable of winning two games. And... So I'm not going to count them out because they are the defending champions, right? Yeah. And I, if it's one thing I've learned, it, that, that's one thing I have learned over the years. You never count out a champion. So, but I don't think they're going to turn it on. And, uh, but they, they are a very confident group. At least they, that's what they say outwardly. Yeah. Well, so Draymond Green has said that they want to play the Sacramento Kings, not anything to do with the Kings, but mainly for the travel because it's just up the road from them. Um, right now, they're in position at the sixth seed to play the third seed Kings. They are if, obviously if they win some of these games, they might end up playing Phoenix in the first round. Do you think, if you had to make a prediction right now, that they would take out the Sacramento Kings, who have been amazing this season? Because a lot of people now we're getting close to the postseason are concerned about the Kings' defense because we know they've got great offense. We know what Fox does. We know what Sabonis does. We know what Keegan Murray does. We know what Kevin Hurd does. But do you think defensively that the Sacramento Kings should be concerned going into the postseason? Well, here here's what I would here here's what I would be concerned with if I were the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings haven't been in the playoffs what in 16 years? Is it something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And because of the proximity of the two cities, I would venture to say that they will have a large audience of Golden State Warrior fans that will make that trip to cheer on the Warriors, even though it's a home game for the Sacramento Kings. Mm -hmm. I also will say this. You know, that's a very inexperienced group up there in Sacramento as far as playoff basketball, especially together. Yeah. And nothing more replaces experience. Nothing. Okay. You can talk about it. You can, you know, watch film and do all those things. However, make no doubt about it. The experience of the Golden State Warriors, because Mo, I will say this, and I, I said it yesterday, when the when the regular season ends, everyone starts 0-0. So whatever you did, your 9-32 record or 9-33 record, whatever their record may be going into this playoffs, they will start 0-0. Mm-hmm. And if you get the right Mo, if you get the right matchup, and you're playing against an inexperienced team, and that team is going to feel that pressure of having to win at home and hold and hold serve. I think the the just the just the human element of saying this, Mo, can you imagine how fired up everyone's going to be to get that beam lit after game one? Oh wow. Okay. And the Warriors know the best game, the easiest game to win in a series is the first game because you you have all of the game pressure. You don't know what the other team's going to do. Everyone's expecting you to win. They had the home court. They had a great regular season, da-da-da, da-da-da. And the Warriors are like, whatever. (laughs) We know if we get one game, we can hold serve at home and finish this thing out in five or six. Okay? Yeah. So I think... They would love to play the inexperienced team than having to go against a team like the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Because the Phoenix Suns, you know, they, you know, some of them on that team have won a championship. Many of them have been to the NBA finals and they have a different mentality. So in saying all that, Mo, I, I, I think I agree with why they would want to play Sacramento. However, I think Sacramento feels that, you know what, they played all year to get into this position. And I get the feeling that they feel that they should advance mm-hmm. in the playoffs this year. I don't think they're satisfied as a group. However, you know, that's just my feeling and thought by watching them. But, you know, it's going to be tough because they don't have a lot of experience. But I'm not taking away anything what they've done in the regular season because they they played well. They deserve it. And... and I know it's going to be, I mean, Mo, that if we're going to go to a playoff game, that would be the one of the cities to go to. I think it's going to be electric up there. And you know what? And it reminds me of the old days in Sacramento. They have a great fan base. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And if they win, to put that beam up, mm-hmm. I, I think would be that would be great. Man, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, so we do have to talk about, one more time. This might be the last time we talk about them until the end of the season. Oh, oh, not Dallas. Don't, please don't say Dallas. You know it's Dallas. Oh, oh It's a quick one, though. It's a quick one, though. The okay. report came out today from Chris Haynes that says Kyrie Irving will allow his future to be decided in free agency this summer. Now, just my what initial is, reaction with that, that mean? without what looking at the mean? contract is 
All it's saying is instead of him signing a contract now as an extension, he will wait till the summer to see what offers he gets. It doesn't mean he's necessarily losing, leaving Dallas. Unless I'm missing something. Is okay, that right? What does that mean, Mo? Let's go through who has money. <laughs> Let's just go through it. Like, what does that mean? Like, we all know who has money. So what does that mean? Like, you know, we, we these reports and, and these cryptic, what does that mean? Like, what, what does all that mean? But this is what I'm saying is he's going to sit back and look who's got the money. And if it's no one he likes, he'll end up staying in Dallas. Okay, well, well, all right. I can pull out, we can pull out our salary sheets and look at it. I don't have them in front of me. What does that mean? Like, he turned down the max in, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Who else has a max? Well, as we look at it right now, as we look That's at it I'm right saying. now, like, the, the like, teams yeah. and cap space is really like the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> okay, they're not going to sign them. The Detroit Pistons is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Houston Rockets. Okay. The Utah the Houston Jazz. Rockets, they're not, they're yeah. not going to sign them. The Jazz are not going to sign them. So I don't, think, sign them? I don't think the Magic even have max cap space. So I okay. think he, he might wait to see them. if there's a sign and trade on the table. Okay. If a team okay. fails out in the playoffs, um, there are obviously the rumors that he wants to get like, to Phoenix. Yeah. It's Chris okay. Paul's salary matches. I don't know if Dallas wants Chris okay. Paul, but I mean, they'll take what they okay. can get at this point if he's so going to say it. Like, uh, I don't, in the end, Mo, in the end, okay. And I will say this, and we should say this here we don't know the effects of how they're going to, you know, how this is going to play out as far as the new collective bargaining agreement. But what we do know is they're going to integrate this thing over time, probably within a year or two. Yeah. So every team, I can assure you, Mo, every team, having been through this as an executive, they're going to start beginning to make their adjustments and how they sign players so that they can prepare for the next thing that all of their salary cap experts will go through. Mm -hmm. Watching what players are going to become available in the next two or three years. So that Mo and BJ will have something to talk about in July when everyone's scrambling to get the next free agent class, which will be the best free agent class in the history of the world, right? Because we gotta we gotta pump this thing up. Mm-hmm. So I can assure you, Mo, that there are there are only going to be a few teams that's going to sign a max player under the old. Yeah, well, we saw agreement. it last season. Most players stayed with that. Existing team. That's what I'm saying. So all of these, whatever, I don't know, quote, sources, I don't know. So, oh, you and I, let's pretend you and I are Team X. Mm -hmm. Why would we go out and sign a guy under the old agreement for four years? For what? Mm -hmm. He's not going to be that player for four years. He's going to be... Well, I think situationally, if you're the Celtics, you want to sign Jalen Brown now because then when the salary cap goes well, I up, get it. I get his age, but, is... but I'm talking about Kyrie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I wouldn't sign okay, Kyrie. Jalen Jalen Brown. Anyway. You drafted, you drafted Jalen Brown. You drafted... So let's... The one thing that's obvious to me about looking at just the outside, what I've heard about this, the owners want to make sure you have every opportunity to draft a guy 
retain that guy <laughs> and sign him and lock him up for the majority of his peak years. Yeah. That, that's clear to me because yeah. the one thing that you don't want to do is keep signing players. I mean, keep drafting players, excuse me. And then the player leaves as he goes into free agency. Mm-hmm. So you, so you actually draft a player, you develop the player, and then you can't retain the player. Yeah. So Mo, it's obvious to me why they did why they went from 120% to 140%. Because now, Mo, 100% is different than 140%. Yep. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives okay? the smaller, smaller market teams a chance to keep hold of their stars. Mo, it's just, as, we, as you and I put very eloquently yesterday, it's always about the business. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Okay, indeed. Mo? Okay, so Mo, Mo may want to go to a different market, but there's a big difference between an 80 to 100 percent contract than a 140 percent contract. Mm-hmm. Now, Mo has to make a true business decision. So, Mo can tell me all he wants, he wants to go win and take one less year with an 80 percent contract. Than to get a five-year deal at one hundred and forty percent, and I, I can tell the fans I'm all about loyalty, and <laughs> I, I want to win here. It would mean more to win here. I'm not saying any names. Okay. I'm just saying I can tell the fans that I'm all about loyalty. But but, but the reality but is, is just okay. securing the okay. back. Okay, so no name without saying anything. Yeah, so without saying anything, Mo. <laughs> here is what the collective bargaining agreement appears to be to me without reading it yet. They're going to reward the teams that draft correct. Yeah. That's always been the case. The Golden State Warriors are the best team. Why? Because they have not one, not two. They got three players that they drafted were probably Hall of Fame players. Mm -hmm. So when you draft a player, the owners are saying, if we draft correctly and if we develop correctly and we are able to retain our player, our or the guys that we draft, that gives us the best opportunity to have a championship caliber team. And you know what? Oh, I love that makes most, perfect you, sense. You to know me. what I love most about the finals last year? Um, well, not what I love most, but but what one thing I loved about the finals was that both they teams, drafted all those guys. Both teams Draft. were made of Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown versus Steph there Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And then you just add in oh, Giannis, Al Horford, add in Andre Iguodala, yeah. just on top. Well, just think about it, Mo Giannis. Drafted. Okay. Think about this. Jokic drafted. You went through your, your Celtics drafted. MB. Joel Embiid drafted. Mo, you can Devin Booker drafted. You can just keep going down. You have to draft well. But what the owners are most afraid of is you drafting these players, a la the Oklahoma City Thunder. They drafted three MVPs, Mo, Mm -hmm. and all three of them left. Mm -hmm. Now, Mo, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's unfair. But, Mo, they drafted three MVPs, and they're all gone. They drafted those players. They developed those players, but they weren't able to retain those players. And in the end, Mo, when the money is just $120 million or $140 million, they're like, well, 
what's $20 million? Now, $20 million is a lot of money to you and I, but to these guys, they're like, hey, <laughs> I'll make it up in marketing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what you'll do. <laughs> but, but now, Mo, you really got to think about this. So that seemed to be a very obvious thing that really stuck out to me that that will be the key to the success. So my question in saying, why are you going to go out now and sign a player in free agency to tie up your money and not be able to build a team that that's the only way it has sustainability. Mm -hmm. You, you can't keep doing what the Lakers can do are doing right now. It makes I mean, the Lakers can barely do what the Lakers. It's it's, it's I mean, insane to me how they've turned the season. And, and, and Mo, them. I mean, you know, and, and listen, they congrats got for winning the one if, in the bubble. If they win, if they win this championship, they got to give Danny Ainge a ring for bailing okay, them out with saying. that trade. However, however, if you're going to if you're going to do it, you better go through the draft now, and yep. you will be rewarded. The player will be rewarded. And you can retain these guys in a way to me to build a team. And Mo, here's the thing that that, that to me is that really picked up. It's really hard to keep track of who's who. Like when you watch the Lakers, like if you let's just say you are a casual fan, yeah, you wouldn't even recognize the Lakers now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you only watch, you know, opening night, Christmas Day, All Star Weekend, and then the playoffs, you wouldn't even yes you wouldn't even recognize some of these teams. So I think this is a, a way, well, they're going to stop. Like they did like little things like, okay, now these signing these guys, you know, you pick up a guy who, 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 uh, is a, the buyout who wasn't guys. picked up a uh, buyout guys. Okay. Let's end then in that. So they're clearly, they want to build some type of chemistry or sustainability yeah. with the groups or with like, these teams. Cause I think, NBA fandom now is back in the days you supported a team. Now, a lot yes. of people support a player. I support LeBron. Wherever he goes, I'm going to root for them. I support Kyrie Irving. Wherever he goes, I'm going to root for him. I support Kevin Durant. Wherever he goes, I'm going to root for him. But you lose out on the fan base of, no, I'm a Cavs fan. I root for the Cavs if they're good or they're bad. I'm a Brooklyn fan. Whether they're good or bad, I root and, right. and shout out to the fans who stay repping. But I see I see people now who will support a team, but also support a player. Who do you want to win this season? No. Oh, I want this team to win, but also I want this player to win. So the OKC Thunder, for instance, should be jumping for joy Yep. with this new CBA. Why? Because just two weeks ago, before we heard anything, or whenever this came, whenever this was signed, they were going to have to make a major decision on who to keep and who not to keep. Right, they signed Lou Dort, who's an integral part of their team. Mm -hmm. Clearly, Shea Alexander is the best player on the team. Drafted Jalen Williams, drafted Giddy, okay. drafted Chet, and this kid, Jay, yeah, this and this kid Jalen Williams. So now they will not get penalized because they drafted well. Like Mo, think about that. If you draft too well, you got to get rid of someone because you can't pay them all. There okay. is still the danger of of that because now the new CBA, although it has helped you retain the talent, it is punishing the teams who spend at the highest level. So if they, if, if we say all these guys we just listed, Shea, Giddy, Williams, Chet, Dort, 
If all of these guys are all getting paid big salaries, you're then deep in the luxury tax. You now, with the new CBA, don't have the mid-level exception. You now can't take guys off the buyout market. You now have the, the thing with the second round picks where you can't trade them. You now can't send cash considerations out in a trade. So although it helps you retain them, it has made it harder for the elite teams who have drafted really well to distinguish themselves against each other, if you see what I'm saying. Well, well, if, if you play and you perform, this is this is great for for if you get drafted by a team and you perform, this is the greatest thing ever, right? This yeah. is this is great. So like Jalen Brown, yay for Jalen Brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yay for Mikhail Bridges. Well, he's not with the team he got drafted, but because he got traded, yeah, but he got tra- but he got traded. Yes, yeah. he got traded there though. Because now he's still eligible, so Brooklyn can have those rights. Yes. So yay for the players who play at Pro. Yay for Laurie Marketing. Mm -hmm. So if you play and you you play, you get traded and you go to a team or you you get drafted by the team, that's unbelievable. Yay for Sabonis. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Where these guys come up. However, however, if you don't perform now, I think it's going to be very limited or what's going to happen in the open market because of the penalties of, because every team, you know, there, there has to be a threshold on yeah. the minimum amount that you could spend. So to me, Mo, it's really going to put pressure to do only probably one of the following things, which is minimum deals. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to trade players away who are serviceable players like a yeah. Luke Dort? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna sign him because you know he has value on the open market, and you can pay him more than anyone anyone else. So I think this will put more pressure. Okay, I I think the the significance, if you will, or the secret sauce will be the draft. You, drafting now will be the key mm-hmm. because if you miss play, Mo a player, if you miss Shea Alexander and he slips. Or you miss a great player, mm-hmm. well, that will set you back more than anything. Yep. Okay. So you should be rewarded to drafting players, which will encourage people to draft and develop those players. Yeah. More so than just stashing those players or just drafting a guy because you have to. Yeah. You're going to try to want to draft the best player because now, Mo, you have yeah. the incentive to keep them. And now draft picks will hold more value in trades. Absolutely, and they, you can see everyone. That's the first thing you do in the trade now. Everyone wants to draft pick, so I think now you are going to question. You you will question now whether to just give a draft pick. There will be no more cash compensation, <laughs> so the draft pick now Mo will hold way more value because it was getting out of hand. Like when you look at the Go Bear trade, the draft picks getting traded was getting kind of crazy. So yeah, there's that because no one there was no there was no incentive yeah. to retain them, and so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I do want to talk about another player who was drafted by their team and making a big impact for them, who's also in this Chris, Chris Haynes report they put out, and that is Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans currently in the eighth okay. spot in the West, and they could get into the playoffs through the play-in. And uh, we know how much of a team better team they are when Zion plays. You know, they were one of the top teams in the West when he was healthy, after he got injured. Obviously, Brandon Ingram was injured and a few other guys. They dropped down in the standings. But 
He will be reevaluated this week to determine if he can return during the regular season. The Pelicans are hopeful Williams might be able to get a few games under his belt before the playoffs begin. Now, last season, they came in, I think they came in as the eighth seed and then they played the Phoenix Suns in the first round. And there was a few moments in that series where you looked at it and you thought, wow, could these guys really take out the one seed without Zion? So we know what they're capable of without Zion. They've largely got the same roster returning. And now if he can get back healthy for the playoffs, could this make the West even more interesting? Because it's not like he's joining a fresh new team, even though he's missed time like Andrew Wiggins. He's just coming in as the icing on top. Well, I I, I will say this. Just like I said, or I, I just said, um, you know, um, few segments ago you know these guys are not this isn't you know i get it this, this isn't what it, it's not atari what do you guys play now bj I bj bj yeah i i can't i don't i don't man play said, video games this man is said yeah. atari yeah man i don't play video games yeah, yeah so shout out to atari no, they don't sponsor us. Shout out to NBA 2K23, <laughs> available on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, just go, Xbox whoa, One, that's Xbox how PC, Nintendo Switch, PC. Yeah. Shout out to okay. NBA 2K23. I play video games every NBA, day. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm playing a game right now and I had to pause it to take this podcast. Shout out to NBA 2K23. Uh, okay. I, I, okay, I shout out to NBA 2K23. BJ is going to start but, playing, by the way. This summer when I'm in LA, BJ is going to start playing. I promise yeah, you. I'll, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. But I will say this. I think Atari. When these guys come back, <laughs> yeah. how about that? You've I'm never done. played Atari. I can I don't think. Well, you did Atari. Zion, BJ. The it's Atari, like in the 70s. The like Atari the 70s. Corporation existed from 1984 to 1996. Oh, yeah. It's like a, I was yeah, two years old when they stopped making it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, uh, see, I grew up with that. See, that's what I grew up. That's what I was. That's what I grew up. I thought it was like in the 70s, but it was already in the, in the 80s. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I these guys going to come back for like one or two games and do what? Like I don't. I don't see it. Like I just don't see it. Great player, great name, da da da. But all right, he'll come back. He'll have a. T- what do you, he can't go 40 minutes. There's no way. You just yeah. the playoffs. You got to be you, Mo. The games were played at a higher intensity and a higher level, and he hasn't played in how long now? Yeah, yeah. So, so the point being, we saw what the eight seed Pelicans were capable of doing last year in the playoffs against the number yeah, one yeah, seed. Yeah. But, now, but even Mo, if he only matchup, Mo, those are the ma- it was a good matchup for them. Yeah, it's always about the matchups. Mo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just, say, say, yeah. say for example, they get in as the eight seed and they play the Denver okay. Nuggets, right? Okay. And how do you like that matchup? All right. If everyone's healthy, yeah, that's a good matchup uh, for them. And now, but even though Zion's not giving you 40, he could bring him off the bench for 15, 20 minutes. Who the heck on the Denver bench okay. is guarding this guy? Who in the starting lineup's guarding okay. this guy? Have you been to Denver, Mo, and played in that altitude? No, I haven't. Okay, well, I let don't me know tell if my lungs would survive Denver. Okay, this is what I'm saying. To the altitude, and of course. Zion's not a little man. <laughs> 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 okay, well, this isn't like, Mo, have you been? To, have you played in Denver before? Hell no. I don't okay, want to. I don't well, plan to. <laughs> you should. You but should sh- go up there. 
and, and, and play. And now if you could work out out there and play, and then, you know, after a couple of weeks, you'll be in great shape. I can tell you that much. Yeah, well, shout out to Jokic for actually laboring through entire seasons, playing nearly all the games and all the minutes every night in Denver, and he's not the most in shape guy. In well, as I said, shout out to the people who can play. Give it a couple of weeks. Give Zion a couple of weeks of training up there. Then you will get my attention. I'm going to come back and 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 play against the Denver Nuggets. No way, no <laughs> way. I <laughs> what's wrong with Zion? He he can't move. Of course he can't move. You, have you played that altitude up there? They call it Mile High City for a reason. Can you compare it to something that an everyday person would understand? Is there some sort Just of comparison imagine? You can make? Imagine razor blades. Imagine you breathing razor blades in okay, the middle so, of winter. So that's me. A quarter and a half into a pickup game. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels. Well, that's what it. That's what it feels like. That's what it felt like for me up there. The very well, I I remember the first time. So why do the Nuggets not just win every season? <laughs> I think the Nugget. So again, well, this is a this is a mystery to me. But they when, should go forty-two and over. Whole in the in the. You know, in the day, isn't that what you guys say? In the day, back in the day, the Denver Nuggets, yeah, back in the day, the Denver Nuggets used to play incredibly fast, faster than they play now, yeah, under Doug Moe and those guys, yeah, why? Because they would take advantage of their altitude. Because, like, all right, we are we're with the Bulls, you only play it out there once a year, Mo. If you look at all of the teams, watch how quick everyone substitutes out there in Denver. Denver and Utah are like the worst places because of the altitude. Yeah. So you would play really fast to take advantage of the conditioning out there because no one was in condition. Like, Mo, I've been out there and you you literally, you just can't breathe. Mm. Guys just, nose start bleeding. Guys just like, Mo, you just like, you you feel like you're going to pass out. I mean, Mo, it is, I remember the first time, the first trip that I played out there. The actual, my first time going out there was I played uh, for the 88 Olympics. Um, the training was out there in uh, Colorado. Boulder, I think it was Boulder. I think that's where we were at. Boulder, Colorado. And Mo. Mm-hmm. Guys were just passing out. Crazy. Mo, Mo, Mo he's a, he, you couldn't, Mo, you couldn't. The the I'm telling you, if you've ever... You know, it, I don't know if you play golf or not, but when you hit golf balls out there, Mo, you hit you hit it a ton because the air is so thin. It's just the ball just goes. Okay, I mean, you're just you know what I mean. So, yeah. but when you get out there, you better give yourself a couple of days, Mo, just to adjust. Yeah, I, I, I don't care. You could be a conditioned, well conditioned athlete, professional athlete. That's nothing to play around with. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's almost time to wrap up. I'll tell you one thing I'm excited for, other than this March Madness game that's happening, is um, we have coming up this week a very exciting, very exciting matchup. I'm just looking at my schedule to see what see what day is what day is on on Friday night. The Suns and the Lakers. Mm. Maybe the first time we see LeBron versus KD since I believe 2019. Oh, if I'm wow. not mistaken. I'm already excited for that. 
Well, I'm not going to get excited because you know what? Load management. Load management ball is a, is a real thing, especially with these older players. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's, let's go watch this college game now. And um, you guys in the morning can see it. Let us know. Let us know how, how much you enjoyed the game in the Discord. That's linked in the description. And um, on yes. social media, of course, over genius. BJ, I appreciate you as always. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. Make sure you subscribe. Shout out to NBA 2K23 every time. Um, no shout out for Atari, unfortunately. Um, oh, no. no. Unfortunately. Yeah, but if, if anyone has yeah. an Atari that I can buy off them, let me know. I want to try and see what the hype is. I don't know if it will connect to a modern uh, TV. I don't know what kind of connection. Probably not. I don't know if they have a uh, HDMI. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Anyway, appreciate you guys. Make sure you leave us a review, leave a rating, share with a friend, subscribe, and most importantly, get buckets.